Hey, bro, we back in the dark podcast room, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I haven't done this in over a week. Like a week and two days. This is crazy. But I am, this is number 13, I just started counting them. Even Wayne doesn't have that many sequels to his project, so, you know, who's better? Hard to say. We're firing in all syllables right now. So right off top, I wrote down only two things. I thought I had more that I wanted to talk about on my next podcast. And they're roughly the same thing. (laughs) But anyway, so the first thing is I can't drink water. I can. But I don't like the taste of it. If I drink too much water, then my tummy would hurt. Because when I was a kid, and I don't know what it was exactly, just that... I didn't like the taste so much that I guess if I drank a lot, it like actually hurt my tummy. It was hard for me to be hydrated, I'm sure. I don't remember any specifically, but I just, I would mostly drink pop or soda, whatever you call it. I call it pop because I'm cool. But then I found like Propel and it's like a flavored water. So it's like way better than pop, but it's not as good as water, water. You really can't drink water unless you put like Propel in it. I got converted to the packets, so you just get water from anywhere, put the flavoring in, and then you have good flavored water. Within the past four months or something, I got a hydro flask and a huge one. I guess not huge, just a big one. It's tall and it holds a little over two bottles of water. And I thought it held almost three, but it's actually only a little bit more than two. So I I was putting in three packets at a time, which it should be only two and then a little bit, but I didn't know that, so I just assumed it was three because it looked so big. (laughs) And then I started going down to two packets, and then obviously that wasn't easy because I was used to a really sugary or whatever flavored one to a normal one. Now I'm down to one Propel packet, so I feel good about that, and then I'm trying to wean off to get to zero packets would be ideal. Because the Propel, it's not free. I always thought it was worth it because you have to be hydrated and I'm not gonna be hydrated unless I have the Propel. So they also don't have them at Target. So I have to make a special trip every month. And when I was doing three, it was like, dog, it felt like every two weeks I was buying so many. I don't even, I can't even put a number on it. Maybe 50 packets probably six every day. There's 10 in each. Do the math. So anyway, I'm down to one and I'm trying to get down to zero. So I'm just proud of that for myself. And it seems like a bunch of nothing, but I think a lot of people struggle with that. And if you don't, now you know that people hate water and struggle with that. You could do it. You just have to wean it off. And I wouldn't even say like, hurry it up. You're when you're ready, you're going to be ready. And I remember that with my mom, she never liked the taste of water. And she told me, yeah, I just weaned myself off and now I only do lemon in my water. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could just get to that point. But I don't even know how to approach that yet. And plus I'm young and root beer tastes so good. And then it just felt like the right time and it just made sense. And I did it. With some stuff, like you gotta just not rush yourself and just accept how you feel and then If you do feel like, oh, I actually feel like I could do this and I have the means to do it and all that stuff, 
then it's, it was really easy for me to get down to this one. And so now the hard part is going to be get the, getting down to zero. But as part of it too, I'm, I'm waiting for the time where I feel like that's going to be easy for me. So I guess the point of that story is wait for your time. Don't be stressed that you feel pressure to do something, especially if it's not super time sensitive, like weaning off Propel. When you're ready, you're going to be ready for it. And that's what I think with spiritual stuff too, is I literally sometimes when I'm trying to listen to a spiritual book, I'm listening to it and I hear it, but it's just, it does not stick at all. And then sometimes I hear it repeated a bunch of times and then over, you know, weeks sometimes, then I hear it again and then I'm like, oh, I get it. That's what it is. And sometimes it's even longer and it's, wow, I, I really needed to go through this experience to really understand what they meant when they said that. So just be ready, be ready to be ready, is what I mean. And it's cool if you're not ready yet, that's it. And I'm definitely skinnier since the diet. I would always feel, maybe this is TMI, but I would always feel my the top of my stomach touch the bottom of my chest, especially when I was sitting down, obviously. And I don't feel that anymore as much, so that feels really good. And I'm sure the Propel helped, but probably just a little bit because the Propel wasn't that bad to begin with. I think it's just mostly sodium. Anyway, the last open mic I did was really bad. <laughs> it wasn't really bad. It was bad, but maybe it was the crowd or maybe it was the material or the energy I came up with. Uh, it just didn't work. And I had fun with it. You guys aren't laughing and that's okay. I did more, the, the kind of theme of what I was saying was I'm lonely, but I think they took it too seriously and felt bad for me instead of laughed with me about it. So I need to figure out what about that. How could I invite them in more to laugh with me instead of just silently feel bad for me? And then I just did an open mic last night and dude, so I had this story that I wanted to do. It would have been the first time I did just, just one story. It happened to me a few days ago, so I just wrote it yesterday, and I was going to do it that day, but something came up and I couldn't prepare for it. I had it all written, and I just had to memorize the whole thing, which is hard because I keep rewriting every time I go through it because I'm like, oh, I could add a little piece there, or I don't need that anymore, that's not funny enough, or that part's not important. It's hard to memorize when you're constantly rewriting as well, but you also want it to be the best it could be. You want the writing to be tight in order to memorize the right thing and stuff. And you only get to tell that story because there's only one open mic here. So you only get to tell that story once and you don't want to mess it up and then be like, wow, I really missed out on a lot of laughs because I was stumbling over my words because I couldn't remember. And I guess I'll say this, I don't want to say too much about my active romantic life, more on the DL, and I want to respect them, and who cares unless it's real, too. But I, I've been seeing this girl, and she had a medical thing, so I had to help her with that. That's why I couldn't prepare at the end. It wasn't like, oh, let's just hang out and I'll blow off this open mic. But I had what I would call, I guess, B-side material that is shorter jokes that don't have a deeper meaning that's fun and funny. I had those in my back pocket and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to remember all, all this story. I'll just do some of these B-sides and I'll maybe look at my phone a little bit, but not a big deal. And then I barely got to look at the B-side jokes because of the medical thing. And then I got there right when I do every week, but 
the difference is I didn't prepare for it. I got there and I was like, do I wait to sign up? Do I see how I feel? Ah, and so I'll just sign up. And then if I don't feel it, then I'll just cross my name out and it'll be fine. And I'll just watch the people. And so I wrote my name down. I went first because at least this way I could get it out of the way and then leave immediately if I'm totally embarrassed. Right before I signed up, I was talking to one of these guys that I see there every week, but he hasn't been there the last two weeks. So that kind of lifted me up and I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be all good. We're all friends here and everything. Yeah, I'll just do it. If it's not good, it's who cares. And at least I went up. That's my whole thing is if you get up, then you win. But these last two open mics, I felt like it wasn't productive. It was productive, but it wasn't, it didn't make me feel elated after, which is I usually do even if I do bad. So I don't know if I'm just getting more used to performing, which is good and bad. But so even after I sign up, I'm like, I don't know if I should do it and then i'm looking over my b-sides and man i don't even know if these are funny enough to be read yet in front of people as i was doing that the the guy who runs the open mic goes first and then whoever signs up first goes after him so this guy's playing and i'm looking over my stuff and i'm like oh my gosh this is terrible and i was literally like i'll just go back there and and cross off my name and then and then I could just stay here and watch. And I was like, no, he went up there knowing who was first, so he'll say it before he leaves stage. And I was like, oh, I'll just leave, and then they'll say my name and then realize I'm not here, and then have someone else go, so I won't be embarrassed and all that stuff. And then I don't remember exactly what changed. I think I remembered something from the experience that day, like with the medical thing, that I could talk about. So I was like, yeah, I'll say that and then tie it in with this. And I was like, okay, at least I'll have something like a little bit something. (laughs) I had these, I had five bits or something, five short ones. And then there were also kids in the back, which there's never kids. And the one thing was kind of, it was clean, but it was still PG-13. So I was like, "Eh, I just don't want to, especially when I could do it any other week when there's not kids. There was an eight-year-old there or something, but it didn't seem necessary. And then the other ones, I was like, this isn't even funny. I don't, why did I think this was okay? And then I found two that were mildly funny. And I was like, okay, I'll just do those and then talk about the thing that happened today. And I don't know if this, I'm guessing this helped because my energy definitely changed after this happened. So after the first guy went, he's like, yeah, so I don't remember who's up next. But can someone look? And then I was like, it's Tommy. And then he either didn't hear me or didn't believe me for some reason. And so someone like went back where the sign-up sheet was. And then the guy said, it's Tommy. And I was like, yeah, Tommy, we love you. Get up there. Woo! And he's like, yeah, now for Tommy. And then like people clapped and I walked up and then I did my stuff. I talked about what happened and then the first time I gave them the opportunity to laugh, they laughed. And then from there on, it was was really good. Uh, Even my B-side stuff did better than I thought. I was really happy with that. I only did three minutes, but it was probably like, I don't know, maybe a minute and a half of me talking about what happened that day. And then the other minute and a half was the other two jokes. And then I was just so elated that it went well because I was so sure that it was going to go bad. 
Pete couldn't make it in time. So I was like, dude, just go home. I'm first. So you're not going to make it anyway. But even if you did, it's going to be B material. So it's, it's not a big deal. And the other comedian and her boyfriend wasn't there too. So I don't know if that helped or hurted, hurted it helped or hurt but I definitely did well and that guy that I talked to he wasn't there for two weeks and those were the two weeks I had rough sets and then once he came back I had a good set so I don't know if that's coincidental or whatever but it's interesting to think about because he really likes my stuff he says he does at least oh yeah so Pete and I went to a minor league baseball game here they have the the Cubs farm team I thought it'd be fun to go to a game and we were in the front row because the chick tickets are so cheap. I almost said the chickens are so cheap, but glad I didn't say that. And, and it was cool to be, you know, like close to the players and everything. It was a really nice night. It was chill and fun. And the game was really close. And the, both the teams just kept bunting a lot, more than I've ever seen in a game. I haven't been to a baseball game in a while, but I guess that was my first baseball game since COVID. So that was... That's fun to think about. But yeah, I haven't watched a full game in who knows how long. Are they like bunting a lot now? Is that a strategy? Yeah, I don't know, but they are bunting a lot. So eventually by the end of the game, when they bunted like a four million times, I was rooting for them to bunt. I was like, yeah, bunt it. Yeah, Howard. Oh, that's our best bunter. Woo. And there was just a whole kids baseball team next to us. I think they were in for tournament or something. And so... <laughs> I was saying, like, why are you swinging the bat? Come on, just bunt it already. I mean, they're kids, too, so they don't understand sarcasm and all that stuff as well. As I was yelling at Pete, looked at them, and they're all looking at me like, what are you saying? Bunting sucks or whatever. The game ended up being tied and went to extra innings 5-5. And our team was home, so they were batting second. And so it was a walk-off situation where if we scored, then the game was over. And the bases were loaded. And there was, uh, obviously, there was a guy at third. And someone up to bat. And I started the chant, bunt and steal home. Bunt and steal home. Obviously, no one joined with me. But I just kept saying that the whole at bat. (laughs) Eventually, we bunted. And... The guy at third ran on contact, and he made it home. And so (laughs) we bunted and stole home, and it was incredible. I'm sure I've been more excited, but I hadn't been that excited about a sport game in a very long time, just because it was so funny how I called it the most improbable thing that it could have been, probably. I was screaming like, yeah! so long and loud and then it was even funnier because I was like oh no my voice that was the night before my first date and I was like oh that's gonna be a great first impression but it ended up not going away and I didn't embarrass myself in that way yeah I thought I would have so much more to talk about and uh, I don't know if I'm just forgetting a ton of stuff or what but I just I don't have that much to say but that's okay I'm cool with that I hope this made you think